American cinema's greatest actor does not waste his time playing Chubby Bunny. <laughs> Good morning and welcome to Breakfast with the Beak. I am your host, Johnny Goodtimes. Joining you once again from just the kitchen this time. Nothing special. And joining me <laughs> is my sidekick. Hey, I'm Dr. Eisenberg. He's Dr. Eisenberg. Yeah, I'm here in the kitchen. I'm trying to talk Johnny into adopting a pet pig. He is. He has been for several days now, ever since a a, a pig appeared on a recent episode of Parks and Recreation. Yeah, they had that pet pig and the, you know, they were trying to... Give away animal shelter pets in the park. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Johnny was like, aww. And I was like, dude, that's so cute. You got a pet pig. It's going to be awesome. And then, like, we were tweeting about it, and people got all excited, and they're like, pot belly pig or teacup pig. And so we were looking up photos of, like, different kinds of pet pigs. Yes. And, uh. And, uh, yeah, two, two men, two adult men in their early 30s, shouting down the hall at each other, aww. Because of pictures of teacup pigs. Yeah, you guys may laugh, but Google image search like teacup piglet and yeah. and just see if you don't go. Dah! One of them has boots on. Yeah, the like, red boots. I mean, my personal favorites are the the, the teacup piglets with cats. You know, because yes. that would be that was pretty adorable. So. Yes, that's actually the the sticking point for me because I do not want to bring home uh, an animal that is made of pork but small enough for your cats to hunt. Well, yeah, I mean, you gotta, I don't, you know, I don't want a, a pig that's so big that the, you know, my cats would be afraid of it and get pissed off. Well, no, I wouldn't want, because, yeah, they, they did not like that dog you had for a while. Yeah, but they, you know, they kill mice with relish, so, uh-huh. you know, you need something that they can't, you know, kill. So, yeah, yeah, there's the, you know, we need the, we need the happy medium there. Find yeah. out the best kind of pig. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think a pot belly pig could be fun. They can be litter box trained. They're actually pretty good apartment pets, from what I hear. You know, and uh, yeah, you don't want anything. You have to walk outside. Well, I don't know. I feel like walking a pig. I could meet like some interesting people. That actually, this neighborhood is getting progressively more full of cute hipster girls. So yeah. that could work to your advantage. Actually, you can, I mean, you can take it for walks, even if you don't. It doesn't have to pee or anything. Yeah, I mean, I'll just be like, hey guys, I'm just walking around town. With this pig, you know, this adorable little piggy who wants to pet him and and make a little pig nose at him, you know, and probably lots of people do. You would never have to come up with a clever thing to say to nerd girls at the bus stop again. No, it would just be like, hey, I'm getting on the bus with this pig. <laughs> well, no, we live across the street from the bus stop, so you just have to walk past. Well, yeah, but like, you know, if it comes down to, oh my god, can you come home with me and I can take pictures of the pig and put them on... Instagram or whatever the young people like. Right. <laughs> Just whatever, dude. It's like... <laughs> He's like, no, take a regular picture. Instagram will fuck up the color of my pig. <laughs> I could say that. I could yeah. talk about how I'm super concerned about, you know, properly representing the correct coloration of my thoroughbred show pig. Who's going to know that's a lie? What does anyone know about pigs? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you know, talk about overused Photoshop filters. Yeah, I could talk yeah. about... Yeah, exactly. Like... You know how, uh, he, of course he's not one of those anorexic pigs you see in Pig Fancy Magazine. <laughs> Stay tuned for more Pig Cast with the beak. Pretty much. No, I mean, look, that's another problem. If I get a pig... We're starting a second podcast called Pig Cast? That or this podcast is going to just be all pig stories. 
Yeah, one or the other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, see, you have to think about it. You don't want to just come right out and say that you object to that idea because it's not all bad. I mean, if the pig can sit, you know, sit correctly in the chair and you know make oink noises in the background, that's kind of cute. Oh my god! Yeah, like the cats just run around during the show, so they. Like that. <laughs> no, that was really fast. Actually. Yeah. So yeah. And, you know, pigs have an amusing gait when they're trying to get somewhere in a hurry. Oh, yeah, you follow know? you around the kitchen, like, when you're cooking breakfast, it would, like, beg for waffles and, like, strips of bacon. Oh, totally. Oh. It would. Well, it would. I would. Cooking up some uh, bacon and be like... See, that's, that's the issue for me. It's like, I, what if this pig endears himself to me so thoroughly that I can't enjoy, you know, bacon anymore, and I have to switch to turkey bacon. Well, it's not the same genetic stock of pigs. I mean, all pigs are, are obviously related species, but... Well, you don't you let know. your children eat monkey. Well, monkey's not really available in New York. Well, if it was, would you be like, hey, okay, would you let your monkey eat children? This is a bad example. This is a bad yeah, example. Yeah, you, you can't do that either. I mean, if monkey meat was freely available and delicious, I'd have to think about it. Yeah, and if, if, if I had a monkey that ate children, I mean, like, eventually I'd tell the authorities, but, you know, I'd, I'd make sure it was really the monkey first. I, you know, I'd, I'd let it play out. I think if you had a monkey that had a thirst for human flesh, you'd have another problem. Yeah, that monkey, I, I don't know if it would sing yeah, about just children. I don't like, think you should bring that home. Yeah, you're right. Flesh-eating monkeys have no place in this house. Yeah, you don't want something that eats your own species. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's a bad idea. See, that's the, it's just, that's the best example I can think of. Because, like, you know, oh, you're, you know, your dog kills a wolf. But good dog protecting us from wolves. So, Well, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I got nothing. It's like, would you let the cats eat a tiger? And it's like, yeah, to gain its strength. <laughs> <laughs> if they could take it down, that'd be super impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway. Anyway, uh, welcome to the show where we eventually talk about stuff that you ask us to talk about. Well, we're done talking about what we want to talk about. Yeah, well, how's about we talk what you yeah. want us to talk Yeah, because each week we take about. topics sent in by you, the listeners. The listeners, the, the heroes. Email to topicsatthebeak.org or to our various places on uh, Facebook, Gmail, uh, Tumblr. Yeah, Twitter. Twitter. Uh, yeah. When you say Gmail, I assume you mean Google Plus, limping back to the barn with that horse. Oh, sorry, Google Plus. My yep. bad. Yeah. Well, you can email us, too, via Gmail. But, yeah, no, hey, we have we have at least one, you know, we have, uh, actually, Gmail fans. Sorry, I did it again. We have Google Plus fans in India. We who do? don't follow us anywhere else. So that's that's our entry into, apparently they use Google Plus in India, and that's our entrance into that market. Yeah. That's like over a billion people. For all we know, Google Plus is huge in India. I don't know. I don't follow Indian internet trends. Me neither. You but know? that's that's like the only place that we have followers from India, yeah. so I'm going to roll with it. Yeah. Remember Friendster? The thing that was before MySpace? Yeah. Yeah. And like we all stopped using it, but it's still around because apparently it is huge in Asia. Or it was a few years ago. I don't know if it still is. I, I didn't start following it then just because, you know, I heard that. We could we could use a, a larger Asian fan base. I would love to be big in Japan. I would too. You know, maybe I, someone's learning English from our show, and they're probably saying "fuck" like way too much. That's all right. It's an important part of our culture. It is. It is. So yeah, you you you're getting the authentic shit from us. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. You know so, those uh, those those textbooks and and tapes and stuff. Yeah, tapes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's Japan. The talking robots <laughs> that teach you English. 
are what? teaching you the fake corporate sellout English. Linguabot 9000. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. He is awesome. So what's, uh, what's this week's uh, listener-submitted topic, Johnny? Let us roll and find out. All right. Okay. That is... Uh, the other die is behind my cup. That... That is 32. Okay, what's topic number 32? Topic number 32. Okay, we're going to pronounce it like that today. All right. 32. Oh, that's the way you've chosen to live your life. All right. There's 32 pork piles on my card. Topic number 32. <laughs> yeah. Hybrids, cars or otherwise. Suggested by long, long, long time friend of the show, Nicholas in Philadelphia. Thank you, Nicholas. And uh, Nicholas is a uh, he's a, a panelist on a podcast called Nerds on the Rocks. Yes, I believe we uh, plugged them a while ago. Let's plug them again. Yeah, they got two panelists on that show. The Listen to our show. Yeah, awesome. And yeah, if you if you are uh, uh, fans of the show, that send us topics, and you are also on a podcast, uh, we are happy to promote it. But you know, tell us like specifically because our research department is is. Not the most ambitious. Yeah. So it, it's yeah, it's we, not that we're bad at our jobs. It's just that we're very easily distracted. So we're going to look up what podcasts you're on, and then when the time comes to talk about them, uh, uh-uh, uh, today we talk about pigs. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, Nerds on the Rocks is a cool podcast. So listen to that, and uh, let's talk about hybrids. Okay. I guess it's not potbelly pigs, but okay. Um, yeah, no, I can't think of any pig hybrids off the top of my head. Well, you said cars and otherwise, so let's cover cars right off the bat. Hey, it's a car that's got a battery in it, so it's a little more fuel efficient, but it actually gets worse mileage than a regular car from a few years ago, and you still have to put fossil fuels in it. Here's the thing about hybrids, is like, hybrid cars are better than straight up internal combustion engines. However, they are, you know, it's a step in the right direction, which is, is what we always want from technology, right? Yeah. We, you know, and, and the, the... No, I want steps in the wrong direction. I want cars that burn coal and pandas. Well, we had a step in the wrong direction a few years ago. They were called um, uh, Hummers. Mm. So, that happens too. Right, I, had, I actually <coughs> briefly had a job shoveling pandas into the furnace of one of those, so... Yeah, that's... Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they were a really stupid idea. Yeah. Good for good for military personnel in combat situations. Bad for pandas. Yeah, bad for pandas and just really fucking stupid on New York City streets. Or any American city streets. I haven't seen a single street in this city that is wide enough to accommodate a Hummer. Yeah, and there's a guy that has a Hummer like two blocks from our apartment. It so. is wider than the street. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yes. Yeah, the, the thing about any kind of, uh, you know, technology that's that's long-term beneficial for the planet is it's not going to get any traction unless it's profitable, unless it, you know, saves money or has a, some other commercial benefit yeah. to the average consumer who's, you know, thinking day to day. So people buy hybrids when gas prices go up because it uses less gasoline, which is good, but it also means that we are just dragging our fucking feet on actual electric cars. Yeah. And, you know, solar cars and all that shit. Yeah. So, yeah. it's I guess it's a necessary middle ground step. But everyone who's building them treats it like, all right, mission accomplished. That's the thing, is they get too damn proud of it. 
They're, we are going to make sure the logo of this car is uh, is that pale minty green that says this is good for the environment. Yeah, we already talked about the Lorax promotion a couple, like two months ago. And on we the talked show. about things that are green in our very second episode. No, but you're right. They pat themselves on the fucking back. You know, they get like, hey, this is the big new green thing. Everything's awesome now. And it's like, it's a step in the right direction. That's all it is. It's not the actual solution. It's not, but the thing is they have to treat it like it is because they need to, they basically need to be able to advertise this car by saying, hey, it does still have uh, uh, an an engine that takes uh, gasoline, it's still a little bad for the planet, so good news, if you drive it, your dick won't fall off. Yeah, there's that aspect to it. Yeah, yeah, but it's 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 also trying to be futuristic. Yeah, you know, and it it is in a way uh, a decent next step for the 21st century. It's but futuristic in the sense that cars exactly like it existed a hundred years ago. <laughs> well, yeah, but but my point is, you you watch. Any amount of science fiction and you notice that the, the backward planets that aren't doing so well are the ones that are still, like, burning coal and stuff. Yeah. Okay? Not to, not to you know, flog a dead donkey, but Hunger Games, it's established fairly early on, the, the story starts out in a coal mining town. Yeah. Okay? In the future. That's a sign right there. They're not doing so great. Not really. Okay? In a, in a futuristic utopia, they're using, like, solar panels and shit. And, and you know... Reliable nuclear reactors. Yeah. So, well, fusion engines and etc. The uh, the the fusion issue does get talked about in book three, but uh, oh yay, yeah. Okay, well, I didn't know that, but that's okay. But yeah, they got money for hovercrafts, you know, and uh, and other flying contraptions. Where is the money? For stuff that's not coal. Yeah. Why are they wasting a whole slave district on coal then? Yeah. Yeah. That's just. Weird. Yeah, they could be doing something else. They could be making, like, you know... Uranium? Uranium, yeah. Well, again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, if not uranium, then, you know, shaker furniture or something. Okay, yeah. yeah. Get a little Ohio going. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Why not? But, yeah, so so that's hybrid cars. That's yeah. hybrid cars. That's not, not where we want to be, but, yeah, better than the Chevy that gets 10 miles to the gallon. It's not horrible... But you keep your balls. <laughs> because remember, if you're doing something that isn't hurting something else, it must be hurting you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's, that's, well, that's basically the, 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 the subtext of the entire auto industry for the last 50, 60 years. I mean, well, that's one aspect to the, the subtext of the marketing vision. But well, yeah. the, the other reason... I don't want to go a conspiracy theory here, but they do get a lot of money from oil companies. They do. Or do. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is now. I don't, I don't care know. either. Well, yeah, oh, big oil, big money. You cut gas out, gasoline out of the equation completely, and rich people yeah. cry like babies. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh no, five generations from now, one of my descendants will have to work. <laughs> no, it's sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but the fun hybrids, right, 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 the non-automotive hybrids, hybrids I'm more excited about abominations. Well, abominations, yes, and just in turn, in general, you know, biological hybrids, indeed, yeah, um, tobacco. <laughs> we'll get to the tobacco story. I just like saying it. 
It was not even a good episode of The Simpsons, but I love saying that word. It's a very catchy word. Yeah. I mean, if you play World of Goo, sometimes the, the little goo balls almost sound like they're saying tobacco. That is what I have always thought they were saying. The yeah. green ones, yes. Yeah. I mean, I think they're just saying nonsense, but it does sound an awful lot like tobacco. Tobacco? Tobacco? Yeah. I hope they're saying tobacco because... That would just... I hope that was deliberate. That would make my fucking day. I wouldn't put it past the guys at 2D Boy to do that. Yeah, it so. was... 2D Boy is basically one boy, actually. <laughs> I thought it was like two guys. Uh, it's like one guy wrote all the music and came up with the program and did most of the work. And he had a buddy, I think, and then some playtesters. Most of the people on those credits are playtesters. <laughs> oh, alright. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Okay. Uh, uh, a natural hybrid, or not a natural, but a biological hybrid, of course. An unnatural uh, hybrid! <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> both kinds are uh, a cross between two distinct species of animal or plant or other organism. Indeed. Um, you know, you got a lot of famous examples, right? Uh, the mule is probably the most famous. Yeah. And that's a, a, a crossbreed between a, a horse and a donkey. Yep. And you got your kind of wackier ones that... Mostly bred for the circus. You know, you got your, your liger, your which liger. is literally just a, a crossbred between a, a lion and a tiger. Yeah, no, it's, it's an actual thing. You can yeah. do it. It doesn't make a better animal. It's, yeah, it, it's not 2004 in here, and we're not, you know, still convinced that's funny. We're just talking about the actual uh, animals that have to live with the fallout. Right, right. I mean, your natural, your, your quote-unquote natural hybrid is just two animals that fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Two animals that are just close enough to make a baby. Right. And obviously, one, they, they either have to want to fuck. Yeah. You know, at least in the days prior to genetic engineering. Or, or you, you put gotta, them close, close enough together, they will. Or you can inseminate, you know, just uh, you, 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 you give one a little handy and you put in a turkey baster. And, you know, I mean, it's... Yeah, you can make mules that way. Yeah. Yeah. And if they're so anyway, we were I was masturbating this horse on my podcast, and <laughs> <laughs> the hardest part was getting it up four flights of stairs. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, that that probably anyway. I mean, no part of it was pleasant, but that probably would be the part I remember least fondly. The super would be so pissed. Oh yeah, no, the horses <laughs> horses shit everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we don't breed mules in this apartment. Yes. One of the reasons. That's why. That is the one reason, yeah. Um, now, you can also have... Um, the, the the thing about, uh, you know, say, like a, a horse and a donkey, they're separate species by a, a, a several degrees of differentiation. Yes. Obviously, they have a common ancestor, but it's a few million years ago. Yeah. And, and, and when you make a, a mule... It's actually not a perfect hybrid because horses and donkeys no longer have the same pair, um, number of chromosome pairs. That sounds like somebody ends up with too many or too few. Well, exactly. And, um, uh, well, that, that's never worked out well for humans, so... Um, a, a horse has 64 chromosomes, a donkey has 62 chromosomes, a mule ends up with 63 chromosomes, and, um means they're a little on this side of fucked up, and you can't actually breed two mules together. The mule is always sterile. So, you want another mule, you have to make a horse fuck another donkey, basically. It could be the same donkey. Yeah, yeah. You get my point. Yeah. It, I do, I do. It's, it's, not a, it's only a one-off for the mule. It's not a one-off for the parents. Yeah. They can make as many mules as you want. Yeah. 
You can go all Jim Bob Duggar on your mules if you really want to. I pretty I, pretty pretty mean to the donkey though. Yeah, I, I don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> I mean, and it's not just because we don't have room for for nineteen mules and counting. Right. It's uh, there's other reasons. I mean, <laughs> and you have simpler grades of hybrids, um, like you can mate a dog and a wolf. Yeah. But that's just one species removed because you know a dog is just a wolf that's gone through. Yeah, four or five thousand years of domestication, selective breeding. Yeah. They're, they're still pretty close to the same species. Yeah, but come on. Wolf pug. Yeah. That would be... That would be Maybe adorable? Majestic and adorable. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how that would... I'd be curious to see how it would work yeah, out. Yeah, man, picture it. Three wolf pug moon. Yeah, yeah. but the... the um... <laughs> Somebody make that t-shirt. Please. Uh, but I would recommend, if you're going to do that experiment, have the mother be the wolf, mm-hmm. not the other way around. That's, you'll kill a pug. But yeah. If you do it the other way. And make sure it's like a super nice wolf, because, you know, obviously you've got to hang out with it and it's got to not eat the pug. Yeah, or you'll have to have like a, a midwife dog to nurse it or something. Yeah. I mean, um, a, you might have to take the, the baby away from the wolf at that yeah, point. Yeah, Or probably. it'll eat it. You, you, wolf will eat a lot of things. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. But the the weird thing about chromosome pairs now that we we are are you know delving into genetic engineering and 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 we can more directly splice genes and put bits of genetic material in with other bits of genetic material and host eggs and stuff. Okay, is your work? You know, it's the chromosome pairs ideally need to be close, and you can look at a list of like different ones because the great thing about um, like the gene sequencing program, the, they're making an archive now. Is now that we know how to identify all this shit, um, that people are actually going through like DNA strands and just basically writing it down in a computer. Um, so in theory, like for example, there's a species of antelope that has the same number of chromosome pairs as humans. So if you wanted, I'm not saying go fuck an antelope. Mantelope. A mantelope. Precisely. Uh, theoretically, a mantelope is possible. I don't know what it would look like. Probably horrible. It would be horrible, or it would be, like, disappointing. It would just look like a regular human who's completely fucked if he ever needs an organ transplant. Could be. Could be. Or it could be, like, uh, a really pissed-off antelope. Yeah. Because that's the thing. Like, it, not just the uh, the, the straight-up, you know, hybrids. I'm sure hybrid is a very specific term referring to the chromosome pairs and all that. But well, just in terms of, you know... Well, hybrid is actually a generalized term, and then there are, like, six or seven subcategories. Well, there we go. Yeah. Because, you know, every so often you read some news story about, you know, oh, they gave this animal this gene from this other animal, and now we've got glowing, glow-in-the-dark kittens, which are adorable, by the way. That's gene splicing. That's gene You take splicing. one particular gene and implant it into, uh, uh, you know, a separate animal. Well, yeah, but you talk to your average, you know, Joe fuckface on the street and you say, hey, check out these crazy hybrid kittens, he's not going to correct you. No, no, but yeah, it's it's a gene-spliced kitten. They, they put a, I forget what they use, if it's a type of fish, I think. It's some kind of luminescent fish or jellyfish. It might be a jellyfish. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they give it the, the, the gene to make it glow. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, glow-in-the-dark kittens, and they're super adorable, because you turn off the light, and it's these little little green glowing kittens. I would love one of those. You don't lose them, like, in the dark. (laughs) 
You know, like if the kitten's under your bed, you know where it is. Oh yeah, because it's dark under the bed and you can see it. No, I, I'm sure I'm not alone amongst our listener base when I say that uh, if you handed me a luminescent kitten right now, I would adopt it without question. Yeah, yeah, no, no, of course. But the thing is, like. The, the the news stories around such animals mm-hmm. are always so sensationalistic that they can't help but disappoint. Yeah. Well, like a few years ago, you know, there was a big news story about spider goats. You know how <laughs> many legs spider goats have? How many? Four. Well, that's a letdown. Four. Fucking letdown. <laughs> Fucking letdown. It's like, oh, we, we want to do some experiment with uh, spider silk as a building material, but we can't get enough of it. Well, <laughs> let's give the gene to these goats, and then what we do is we milk the goats, and then the milk comes out, and it's, it's milk, and we have to process the milk, and that turns it into spider silk somehow. Yeah. And it's like, so what you're saying is that if you didn't tell me this... Uh huh. As far as I would know, this is a regular goat. I can pet it, I can feed it a can, I can milk it, and I would never know. I could probably <laughs> take that milk, make cheese out of it, and then bake it with a little cilantro or something on it, and I would <laughs> never fucking know that this was a magic spider goat. Yeah. Yeah. That, which would be a shame. Yeah, no. Yeah. If, when I hear the name spider goat, I want to see something out of the pits of hell. I want to see a goat with eight legs. I want to see a goat with eight spider legs and, like, 20 eyes, okay? It does sound biblical, now that you mention it. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> I want to see eight big, chitinous, hairy spider legs <laughs> and, and just, uh, and like, way, way too many eyes for any goat to have, okay? I want a monstrosity. Now, that's an abomination. Yeah. Not what I got. What we yeah. got is a pretty basic goat. Yeah, when uh, like if you want a naturally occurring horrible thing, oh yeah, uh, from 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 hybridizing, um, I think uh, killer bees are your best example that are, are found in real life. That's true. You know the the Africanized honeybees, which were always super aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know they mated them with some North American honeybees, thinking they'd you know go docile. Instead, it went the exact other way around, made North American honeybees. More vicious and hostile and mean. Yeah, and you know they some of them got loose and it it spread all over the continent. <laughs> yeah, well, not the whole continent, but yeah. South America, Central America, yeah, southern part of the U.S. See, killer bees are That's enough to count a continent. I mean, well, that is a continent and part of another one. It's parts of two continents. Yeah, the, uh, well, yeah. You haven't heard as much about Africanized killer bees lately because there's that whole other thing where bees are dying, which is yeah. a whole other podcast. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and and indeed, yes. I mean, those the, the those bees are having their own issues. Yeah, but yeah, again, it's like the bees are meaner, right? But you look <clears throat> at them, you think, ah, it's a bee. You don't look at this bee and think it's a monster. It's not like. It's not like six feet tall. It's not a well, yeah. But then in the in the case of the bees, they're the ones that call their buddies, and then you have a six foot tall wall of many bees chasing you. Well, yeah. So that's bad too. That's uh, no, that's very bad. That's arguably worse because one giant bee you can take out with a bat. Yeah, you know, I mean, like the, the, the problem with a bee is it's a small target. You swing your bat at it, the, 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 you're the, probably going to miss the breeze from the bat. Pushes the bee out of the way for you. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. You know, you try swinging at a swarm of bees, maybe you hit, like, one. Sometimes nature is more dangerous than abominations. Yeah. 
But the other the other kind a uh, big kind of um uh organic hybrid, of course, yeah. uh, is in the plant kingdom. Oh, and it's okay. actually way easier to hybridize plants than it is is animals. Yeah, I this mean, is true. I uh, animals, yeah, you, you know, on the the far on one end you've got all your, you know, 21st century genetic engineering stuff, and on the other side you've got just trying to make two animals fuck. But with plants, um, you can use various techniques. There's one just called grafting, and you basically just put the two plants close to each other. Um, and you have a grafting story you like to tell. Is it tobacco? Yes. It is tobacco. It is tobacco. Talk, talk about tobacco. Well, once upon a time, a man named Homer Simpson purchased a <laughs> farm and decided to grow tomatoes and tobacco and put them too close together and accidentally made tobacco. Yeah. And it wasn't a great episode. And really, when the, <laughs> when that cow broke down the door and started mooing tobacco, it was like, you sort of started feeling like maybe Phil Hartman was holding it all together and it was just too late to save. But yeah. it's not about that. It's about <laughs> a scientist who saw that and was like, you know, I want to prove that I can do this with some plants. Might as well use those two. Yeah, it was it was a fan of the show. I understand that he he was inspired by yeah, yeah the the episode. <coughs> he made a fan mutant. Yes. Okay. So all you people out there, okay, <laughs> drawing your little pictures of you know what Rainbow Dash and Twilight Sparkle would look like if they were human schoolgirls or whatever, you know, or whatever <laughs> your fucking fan art is. Ew. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Go breed some mutants. Then we'll talk, okay? <laughs> when you can produce an actual purple unicorn, we will talk. <laughs> okay? And until that day comes, shut your horrible mouths. <laughs> and my understanding is that the, the, the uh, tobacco plants basically look like tomatoes that do have nicotine in them, but... Um, Apparently they're too poisonous to eat. So, That's a shame. So don't. Yeah. Um, but actually, a, a lot of commercial plants are hybrids. Um, the grapefruit. The grapefruit is a yes. hybrid. Nobody knows that. The tangelo is a hybrid. Everybody knows that. Right. That's it's got a wacky name. You know. Yeah. The grapefruit is is apparently was initially naturally occurring. But yeah. Yeah. But like a, the the tangelo is like. Hey, that name is half tangerine and half some shit I've never heard of. Yeah. That must be half tangerine and half some shit I've never heard of. Yeah. The the Loganberry, which uh, is not the same thing as the Lingonberry, but uh, I don't know what a Loganberry is, but that's apparently a hybrid. Yeah, I, Loganberry, it's that berry that smells like a, like a candle. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've only ever smelled the candle. I've never seen or had the berry. No idea if they taste good or not. I'd, yeah, I may have had one mixed in some yogurt or something. The but candle I, smells okay. <laughs> well, that's all right then. Yeah, and actually, various species of actually pretty much every species of wheat is a hybrid between multiple kinds of grass. Well, that's just what happens, you know. It's yeah. like you, you 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 find some grass that's tasty and some other grass that's tasty, and you're practically a caveman. You don't know better. Just put them all down together, and then the fact that the grass that grows is even tastier. It's like, hey, I did all right for a caveman or an almost caveman who now has a hut, a hut man. Now I'll invent bread. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Probably they went through a long period of boiled grass first. <laughs> I would imagine so. Like they didn't yeah. even take the, the wheat part off. It was just like, let's boil these stems. 
<laughs> See what the fuck happens. Yeah, yeah. It was. I'm sure it was a process. And then somebody was like, "Hey, these bits at the top are the only part that doesn't suck." Yeah. <laughs> What's important is I can make bread now. Yeah, and pasta. And pasta. Pasta is another one of those things that come from a wheat that was a hybrid. There you go. That's what we learned. Yeah. But I mean, I, th- I think as time goes on, I don't know how far, how much, how much further we're really going to go with experimenting with hybrids. Just now, because we have gene splicing, is kind yeah. of the next thing. You know, you know, you want to maybe not something as drastic as luminescence. Yeah. But in general, you know, useful traits that you might want to graft onto another creature. Oh yeah. Is uh yeah you can do that at the single gene level. Rather than just trying to make two things fuck each other. Yeah, that way, you know, my mantelope can be super fast, but have hands instead of hooves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know how it would run is the thing, because, I mean, an antelope is structured to run with four legs. Yeah, well, a mantelope isn't. (laughs) I have spoken. (laughs) (laughs) And until somebody makes a mantelope, we're not going to know. That's that's fair. So yeah, hybrids are pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's uh, that's. I mean, and it's not all mantelopes and tobacco. Some of them are probably practical. Yeah, well, like those fruits. Yeah, you know, that's and uh, technically the spider goats were a good source of uh, the the material, the silk. You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're not monsters, but. Big picture, we probably don't need monsters running around. I'm sure if you work hard enough. Somebody is going to be able to create races of monsters. If that's the kind of thing you want. Well then, until next week, go build a fucking monster. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, Build some monsters. That's that's probably cooler than whatever your current hobby is. I'm going to go draw some monsters on notebook paper, give them cool names. Yeah, that's probably more efficient. Show them, like, eating cities and stuff. (laughs) 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 This is my... Truckosaurus. Yeah, man, Truckosaurus, why not? <laughs> Have a good breakfast, everybody. That's a hybrid there. <laughs> Truckosaurus? Yeah. yeah. Truckosaurus <laughs> is the most badass of all hybrids. Yeah. It's like, what is badass in life? Tyrannosauruses and trucks! You're correct. <laughs> yeah, and someone, someone didn't even grow that. They fucking built it. They built it, and yeah. it transforms. It turns into the trailer of a truck, and then it turns into a dinosaur. Yeah, Truckosaurus is also a remote-controlled robot, a vehicle, and a transformer. Uh, it's not remote-controlled. You pilot that shit from the head. Do you pilot, I guess, do you pilot Truckosaurus? You'd have to. It's huge. Yeah. That's even awesomer. Yeah. You can ride in Truckosaurus. Yeah, so the moral of this story is fucking Truckosaurus. Truckosaurus! Manly.